All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut to it. Cut to it. Let's get down to it. Cut to it. We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. You ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. Cause you know it's on. It's on. Cause you know it's on. My uncle Phil used to tell me, literally, I got an uncle named Phil, Philip Spears, and my grandfather's uh, brother. He used to tell me all the time, the smartest men in the world know what they don't know. Mm. Like, and you can't be, you can't be, um, so immature not to not to acknowledge that like man listen bro i've i've spent the last four years with dan orlowski i've learned more about quarterback play in the last four years than i did my entire career in the nfl because that's his area of expertise and tell walk us walk us through what you've learned and and give dan some credit walk us through what you've learned over what he's he's given you yeah because People do look at Dan, and I and and I. You could tell him I said this because yeah. Dan is Dan's text someone that's text me to tell. Hey, Dan said stay off such and such, but you know the quarterbacks. But I, I just I'm on the quarterbacks a lot because they get paid so much money. I, I've said this. We had uh, Doug Williams on, and I asked him, "You won't hire a receiver that can't catch. You won't keep a running back that can't hit the hole." You damn sure won't let a left tackle who can't block stay. But, yeah, you'll give a quarterback a bonus. You'll extend him (laughs) for being an eye. And then he goes, well, let's talk about just backups, right? And I go, oh, goodness, talk about backups. You allow a backup who you hope, let's be honest, you pray that backup never, ever, 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 ever plays. Unless he Nick Foles. <laughs> <laughs> right. So tell us about Dan, yeah. what what he's taught you and why yeah. why has that been so good and what what exactly just just big up Dan and just what he's done for you. Well well one thing, man, is you know, we we never sit in quarter well, I never sat in a quarterback meeting. So to hear some of the verbiage that go on, how those meetings are conducted. And then, too, just like quarterback play from, a, you know, Smitty, like you were talking about Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. crayon routes and all of that. Um, I didn't know how important it was to marry your feet with your upper body. Yeah. Um, to have your shoulder pointing to your target. Yeah, you, you don't um, play golf, huh? Th- th- no, not at all. Yeah, too, that's what, that's what golf right broad, there. That's why yeah, a lot of I, quarterbacks are extremely well golfers. Right, because right. Because of that. So a lot of the technique with it, right, um, mm-hmm. a lot of the things that they have to see prior to a ball being snapped that he, that is either going to help their team or put their team in the worst possible situation they can be in. You um, want to steal a line? You want me to give you a line to, to use? Quarterbacks must confirm where they're going with the ball before they snap before not discovering. If you're gotcha. discovering and you're that you're wide receiver, yeah, that's bad news. We wanted you to be that way. I'm speaking as a defensive yep. player. We wanted you to be that way. Mm. We did like we what we talk about with Peyton and what we talk about with Tom is that they know where you're going before you know. Sometimes they're telling you the line. Hey, hey, shift over. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Like big fella, we, if you don't move, we're gonna run right there. <laughs> but 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 I'd have been there before with, with Peyton. Like, yeah. bro, first year in Baltimore, Peyton threw six touchdowns on us mm. when I was with the Ravens. And me and me and Terrell Suggs Sizzle was sitting on the bench. Sizzle said, Man, ain't nothing we can do. <laughs> we 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 called Dean Pease, who was our D coordinator, who said, Dean, he know everything we're doing. <laughs> Dean said, Dang. Dean said, best of luck to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you talking to – Dean is with the defense coordinator. He's in Atlanta right now yeah. with, with Arthur Smith. Best of luck to you. Dean, figure that shit out. Hey, Dean was in Baltimore too. Dean will, be, Dean will tell you, hey, well, all we can do is blitz him. All we can do is <laughs> – Thanks, Coach. Yeah, yeah. Or, hey, or you come in the offense or the defense, they say, uh, hey, offense, we need some help from you. Yep. Reality, bro. So I, I think a lot of it, man. A lot of it um, is is just seeing, kind of seeing the picture through a guy that was behind center. And honestly, like when I'm when I'm on set, like even with even with Ryan Clark, RC, mm. the secondary play. Now I had a great idea of that because when I was at LSU, we did a lot of zone pressure. Yeah. So I had to understand um, coverages. I had to understand where dudes would be, where my flat area was, where my drop hooks was, all of that type of stuff. But but just like seeing it from a safety who played downhill, like what it's like when you what it's like when 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 Marvin Harrison running a running a crosser and you know that you can't run with him. Yeah. Like what's the technique to try to intercept him, not the ball, that's a, just that, to get him on the ground. That's a giggle when he walked running past you. <laughs> Right. So so it just it's a it's a lot of stuff, man. And and I think that's why um that's why for me, like being around different different guys, like and, and, and to your point, different levels of expertise. Lewis Riddick was in the front office. I know Lewis is awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like he he had to break he had to his job depended on getting the right guys, <laughs> like yeah. making sure that the talent he was seeing aligned with what they was going to do when they got to that team mm-hmm. or he was out of there. Yeah. Um, so it's just a lot, bro. It's a lot, man. Uh, even Mina Kimes. And I know people get crazy. Bro, I have the amount of film and breakdown and time that Mina puts into understanding football yeah. and really knowing by talking to players. If you ever with Mina Kimes around the NFL, like people, yeah. watch how many players show her respect. I, I met her at. This is the first time I get I got to meet her. Uh, we were at the combine, mm-hmm. and I said it was great meeting you. I, l- I love what you do and your respect. And she came and gave me that look like, yeah, sure you do, <laughs> right? Because she know who you are. <laughs> but here's the problem. No, as far as a great player. But here's the problem. <laughs> I don't hand out those compliments to everybody. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times I see a lot of people on television. I don't think they're great. I don't think they do a good job. I think sometimes they're lazy. Right. Yeah. And the reason I know is because there are times I've been lazy where I know I'm I know I'm, I'm going to be on a show where maybe my football knowledge is not required as much. They want to the sto- They want the They desire the storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the storytelling. I like the storytelling in in like this setting where we c- we can mixture football and the storytelling. Right amplifies the conversation but not where the storytelling and it minimizes the football knowledge because the people that are getting paid to represent and talk about football actually don't know any football so i i I try to so sometimes i'm just kind of like yeah i'm gonna do that one i'll say this man i like i i don't go that far i just listen to the people i think know what the hell they talking about (laughs) well i I like to i I like to watch everybody because it gives me a it gives me a sense right i i I, and it's so much sports out there that i i also i stay out of it because you can get inundated you can go down a wormhole yeah a false, yeah, false. It like I, I mean, uh, I. You, you can find some alternative facts. Yeah, you sure. you start getting you get a you get a post for sixteen seconds that people are following you. One point yeah. five million people view a sixteen second post because I'm in a New York Giants uniform mm-hmm. uh, coaching staff and yeah. say, coaching. hey, yeah. hey, I'm going to coach and yeah. oh, it must be real. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it happens every summer. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, it so happens for, every summer. For both of y'all being in this sports media game, mm-hmm. what has changed that you're a fan of? Mm-hmm. And then what would you like to see change? I'm a fan of players having a voice and their own platforms. I like that. I do too. Because um, when, when Smitty getting the test, when we was in the league, you only got what you gave mm-hmm. a soundbite of. Yep. Um, you know, this whole thing with Draymond and his podcast right now after after games and he's not playing well. That that he not muted because he didn't play a good basketball game. Uh, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like now you could get into what he doing spending his time. I don't care about that. That's a grown man. Yeah. Um, but but ultimately I understand the other side is that you know, people watching that, watching you play in the finals and they it's important. They, yeah. yeah, they quote unquote had this expectation of what you should be doing when you're not playing, right. um, living your life. And I, I I run into issues with that, but that's for a whole nother podcast yeah. Yeah. when we get into it. Um, but ultimately for me, man, I like players having a voice. Um, I like I like when they say stuff because you get the you get to know how they really think it. Yeah, that's, uh, see, that's about, the other about, part too. Yeah, it, it it does give you a peek into who they are. Yeah. Right. Yes. And and, yes. and and the one thing I do love about podcasts that I love to listen to is how they transition. The transition tells you how they're thinking mm-hmm. from the game to the podcast no. or just in the conversations. I gave you a great example. Tariq Hill or Cheetah. I listened to it, how he transitioned, what he said, how he said it, his eyes, his his attire. Right, he's wearing his his jersey with a suit. He's trying to fix it and figure it out, and he's utilizing his stuff. The only advice I would give him is, when he's no longer, can he sustain it? And can he? Yeah. Does he give himself an opportunity? And does he give himself an opportunity like we are, where people are engaged and there's enough things to discuss and it's organic. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's, that's my that's my only thing is he's hot right now. Yep. But at some point, will you be able to – my coach, she always tells me, uh, Jill Montgomery, right? Shout out to Jill. Make it about the other person. Yeah. Right? And so that yeah. that's the only thing, right? You, but, Smitty, even, even you, though, like, right? Like, I heard I heard, a, I heard um, J.J. Reddick – uh, say something that 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 was intriguing to me. Y'all know I love basketball, man. I love talking about it. Um, but he talked about um, Steph's uh, competitive stamina, mm-hmm. right? Like I didn't accomplish all this, bro. I can walk away from the game as one of the top seventy-five players ever mm-hmm. in the history of the NBA. That's why I have a tremendous amount of respect for LeBron. Tremendous amount of respect for you, Smith. A career where you continue to elevate, but in the off season. You approach it like you starving, mm-hmm. right? Like, and sometimes that don't translate to being a Hall of Fame or a great player. No. I worked my ass off in the offseason. Like, I I approached every offseason like I had to earn a job because I you never did. Went in saying, right? I never went in saying I'm a first round pick. I'm a I'm a have this. They gonna no? I got to earn this job every single year. Um, and some dudes don't. Some dudes yeah. they they don't they have like to the stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They like the stuff. It ain't they they run out of the energy to continue to prepare yeah. and get ready. Um, but for me, like to your point, having an inside view of how these guys not only operate when they balling, because we can see that they yeah. got footage of that. Um, but like you know, what's important to them? What kind of stuff are they saying? Mm-hmm. You know, we can see the 10, we can see the 32nd minute and a half workout clips, but is it translating? to what we see when you play on Sunday mm-hmm. or what we see when you playing on the court. So I just like that. I like that they have a have a voice because for me, it says you can't lie to me through sound bites. Mm-hmm. And, like, and, and so and, that, and, leads, that leads me to the one thing I dislike about mm-hmm. working in media is sp- former players have to when – we, when we break news – they have to verify it. Yeah. But other media people who are not former players, there's no verification required. Go with it. Yes. And that, yeah. that's the one thing. And, and, and as a former player, I dislike I, – I, the one. Th- there's a few things I dislike. One of the, the other biggest things I dislike is beat writers 
who give a false a false security, a false sense to the fans that they actually do know the players they're covering because they don't. Like, not every beat writer actually has a really good relationship and understanding of that individual. They sometimes yeah. only know that individual for the 15 or 20 minutes of open locker room yeah. based off if they even speak to him. Mm-hmm. They may see someone and say, oh, he's always upset. Sometimes maybe they just have that resting face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's his demeanor. That's his demeanor. Yep. And they go, oh, he's always yep. angry. But yeah. have you ever spoke to him? Yeah. Right? And then they go to, well, I have to write the article based on, like, my 80-year-old grandmother is is reading it, meaning I have to state all the bad things, not the good things, all the bad things yeah. to tell you how we got yeah. to today. And a lot of beat writers, a lot of fans think, oh, you know, I'm using you as an example. It. Gerard Littlejohn mm-hmm. has a great relationship with all of the NFL, all of the Carolina Panthers no, players yeah. here. So when he writes this article, he must have talked to yeah. several people. He may talk yeah. to one scout who may have a axe to grind or yep. a reason to talk about that individual. So it, there's a false narrative of that they're all close. Yeah. I yeah, messed up. Me go ahead. I'm gonna give you an example. Let me tell you what I hate. All right, and it just happened. I hated this Devontae Aaron Rodgers thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Bro, it's common sense for Devontae Adams not to want to be in Green Bay. He don't know if it's the quarterback coming back. <laughs> but I said it on television and I'm hating you when you just don't like Aaron Rodgers. No. If if me and Smitty go in a business together, and every damn summer he telling me, man, I'm about to bow out, I'm gonna sell my half. I'm going to sell my share. And an opportunity comes along for me to have stability. And I've been on this roller coaster with Smitty. I probably should take that stable situation. And then you get to go in business with your best friend that you with your boy, with your, exactly. that you grew up with. Y'all play high right. school and so, college. So I had, I had a big issue with the whole... Um, no, no, it's they. It's fine. They, 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 they love each other. They hug when he threw his hundred touchdown. And look, bro, a lot of NFL relationships and locker rooms are necessity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it ain't real Cir- circumstantial. Brothers. Circumstantial. It ain't real friendships. It ain't real brothers. We cool. We go along to get along at times, and sometimes we just flat out don't like some of our teammates. Yeah, that's that's the reality. Yeah. So that that's the part that that bothers me about some of the media now is that it's it's either because of the success that they see it happen in a three-hour window, they assume that this alliance and brotherhood just exists. Yeah. Like we doing dinner together. Bro, majority of NFL players go home to their family and don't mm-hmm. talk to their teammates. Say it ain't until so. the next day. Are you serious? <laughs> I know dudes, but but <laughs> yeah, man. Like but but at the you know some to your point, man. Sometimes it's this false narrative that that it's just this one structured way to have success. Like if a team win a championship, everybody's on the same page. That's a lie. No, they ain't. Yeah. Like they, hey, they're doing their job. Here's the thing that a lot of people don't know. Man, that Baltimore Ravens team, when they won the Super Bowl, it was anarchy. It was beef. Hey, it was like inmates was about to overtake the prison. <laughs> Bro, listen. I'm not even gonna get into it, but I'm just. I'm gonna let them tell that story. I just know it was bananas what I heard. Mm -hmm. But yet, when I got to Baltimore, we had some issues. Oh, it's just like such and such year. We uh, the inmates got, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, man. And I heard some stuff like wowzers. Wow. And that just lets you know. Well, I had a good I had a good time. Let me say this. I had a good time in Baltimore because I was still in checks. <laughs> still I wasn't checks. really all that invested. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted the two gap play first, second down, get three or four tackles a game, and then let the young bucks come in and get all that pass rushing and all that out their system. So I had a great time. I, I had a I great time. I, had a I went downtown Smitty after games, and we got at the uh, what was that, the Ritz, and we would sit sit there at the bar and enjoy ourselves. And not for one minute of that season when I was in Baltimore that I think 
I need to, I need to just, I need to come out here and I need to be a great superstar player. Not one time. <laughs> Not one time. I just wanted to do my job and get my check and get the hell out of there when the season was over. And 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 the Lord be knowing what we need because they cut me week eight and Smitty, the next day I was back in Dallas at my house. <laughs> I love cut to it and I I love it even more when you download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media too, Smitty. Where where at? That's at cut to it on Instagram. What about Twitter? At cut to it. Facebook? Cut to it featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? And you can follow us at cut to it podcast.com where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I got all my answers questions. Um, yeah. I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. Cut to it podcast.com. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open air zoo when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue with its powerful DC turbo engine. Well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What did you think about retirement would be? Yeah. And then now uh-huh. you're retired. What has it been? Um, I thought retirement would be I want to just do whatever I want to do all the time. Mm-hmm. No schedule. I just want to, I'm, I fish and hunt. I'm a country boy. I fish and hunt. I thought that's what I was going to be doing and, and following my kids around. Cause I figured they'd be athletes. My wife uh, played in the WNBA. So we knew our kids was going to be athletes in some, some capacity. Mm. Um, but, but then not realizing, man, I think a lot of players, I went through like, I went through like two and a half, three weeks of depression. Mm. Um, I didn't know how to define it at the time, yep. but my wife was like, "Baby, I think you need to go talk to somebody." <laughs> but for real, bro. But seriously, like, and I thought about it, man. After you know, after talking to a therapist, I thought about it. From the age of six until I was thirty-one, I knew what my year was gonna look like. Mm-hmm. I knew football season was coming, basketball season, and then when you get to the pros, you know how structured we are. Mm-hmm. We got our times during the year where we decide to do what we do, and then when it's gone, and that's what I tell everybody, bro. They don't throw no parade. They don't throw like there's no there is no exit program that you go through to to get you ready for quote unquote normal civilian life. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Jones ain't called me one time to check on me to see how I'm doing. Right, mm-hmm. so it's it's just. It's just one of them things where I went through that phase. And then when I what I realized is, and retirement so damn overrated, bro, I got to have something to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to have something to do. I got to have a purpose outside of my main purpose, which is to love my wife, take care of my kids, and let the Lord lead me mm-hmm. where I need to be. Um, but from a work standpoint, doing what I'm doing in television now, I tell people all the time, bro, the reason why I have a great time is because... This this job is still not real to me. Hmm. Like I, I I can't believe you can make this much money talking about football. Like that I just didn't. I never equated yeah. potentially making more in a television career than I did in my football career. Hmm. I never thought that was like something that was possible. And then and then the other part, man, is like I, I like structure. As much as I've probably said all my life, I want to be where I want to be. I don't want nobody telling me where I need to go. I do like having a having a having a, a calendar. I do like having things that I want to get accomplished, but also having a having a job structure of look, you're gonna be doing this between September and February, mm-hmm. right? And you got combine and you got um the Super Bowl and you got the Pro Bowl, and then to all of the experiences that TV has afforded me. 
uh, as well. Smitty, I met you in Charlotte because of television. Yeah, yeah. Like I was working at SEC Network at the time. Yep. Um, so it's it's a lot of that, man. So I've I've enjoyed not only having, you know, being able to work at, at ESPN and you know, ascending and having su- success in this in this arena, but also like the the stuff that what I tell people all the time is the knowns for me should be the knowns. I'm never gonna sacrifice time with my wife or my kids when when it doesn't need to be for any job because I don't have to, mm. right? Like the good Lord gave me a, a long career, took care of my money, and I'm I'm fine. Um, but also do value my responsibility to my job mm. and to my coworkers who depend on me to do what I do. So that to, to balance both of those things and still be able to live within those and give the proper amount of time and attention that they need is something that I enjoy doing. So the, the retirement thing is overrated to me, bro. And, and, and honestly, where I'm from, um, my mom lives with me, has been living with me since I started playing in the league. Um, and she'll, 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 she told, you know, told me when I was young, but tells me now, like most people die when they retire. Mm. Um, mm. and they don't have a purpose to Correct. be living for. So I plan on working, you know, as long as I can, bro, as long as they keep making these direct deposits, <laughs> I'm going to keep grinding. Bro. I can tell you what's really interesting, man. Just had a, <clears throat> I want to say epiphany, but I had a, 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 a thought. Um, you know, we go to Central up in Charlotte and Lorraine was it was killing it, right? And he was just talking about um community and he's just talking about uh before the Lord comes and something has happened with my wife, um family and they just got some uh her her parents are getting older. My wife is the youngest mm-hmm. of seven. Um okay. and so you know, with her being the youngest of seven, we have a niece, we got nieces and nephews that are like two years younger than us. My wife's sister-in-law, God rest her soul, is almost, is literally like a year, the same age as my mother. Right? Mm. And my wife's, uh, Angie, her oldest brother, 60, soon to be 61. And he's, he's still working and grinding. And until I actually connected the dots, right? I was just going, wow. It's been a blessing that at 43, sometimes I got to decide on to take off my plate. Yeah. And this, you know, my brother at 61 is just trying to, he just, he's just trying to maintain. Maintain, yeah. And it's just such a different dynamic that in playing football is, you know, we, we we talk about a lot on the podcast. G's from North Carolina is from Lexington. And mm-hmm. there are parts of him that I get jealous of because you grew up here in close proximity. But I didn't. I never, very rarely, I would never run into anybody that I went to high school with here. That you know. Yeah, that yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I never run yeah. into somebody that knows me from back when I was little, Steve they only know me from football. They don't know me from when I was when I, I I'm still hungry, but I was when I was really really when when I was when my stomach was growling, right? When I had stomach yeah. pains. Yeah. And but yet I've been able to I live here and my my kids, like my my oldest son roommates with his best friend from high school. He he yeah. went to Walford, he went to Georgia and now now they're living here and he's complaining and talking about figuring out, you know, the prices of, of Rennie here in Charlotte, should I buy? And just all of those things that I've never had the advantage of experiencing. Yeah. Right. Well, tell them wait till the interest rates go. <laughs> but, but anyway, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. But but one of the cool things is is football has afforded us the opportunity to look at life as such a different perspective. Yeah. But we still deal with the same things. Same stuff. Are we good enough? How long will it take for them to find out that maybe we are declining? 
right? Or maybe we weren't as sharp as we used to be, or maybe the promotion they gave us, they realized the new responsibilities are a little bit more than we can handle. Yep. Right. And, yep. and, and, and I, I explain to your yep. point, bro, it's I, my sister is a police officer mm, and um, God bless her. Yeah, man. Right. And, that's that's and, a tough job. You know, it, especially having a, having a, a, a black female police officer with everything that's transpired in this country. And I know every day, bro, she goes to work to try to make a difference positively. Mm. Right. And, um, but, but, you know, obviously like us, she gets lumped into the negativity of the job as well. And, you know, we, we've had a million discussions about, you know, she's like, she like, you played a game and you made this and I'm a, I'm trying to protect and serve and I make this. And I'm like, the, the key is like, how do you deal with them? And I get so tired of money being the answer for people that like, don't complain. Don't have like it ain't that serious, dude. We go. It's the same. <laughs> it's all relative. Yeah. Uh, to to what you go through, what you deal with. My grandmother passed three years ago. Really close with her. I ain't think about my bank account one time. Um, my mom got sick, had COVID. I ain't think about my bank my bank account one time. Like real life, bro. Don't give her a damn what you got. Mm-mm. or who you are, what you didn't accomplish, or what you didn't done. So it, it just hit home hearing you talk about that, Smitty, because a lot of times, even in this job, right, like you, I'm, I'm more, quote-unquote, famous now because I'm visible. I don't have a helmet on. Like I'm, I'm more recognizable. People see me, talk to me when I'm out. Um, and, you know, I love having real rich conversations about, look, bro, it's relative. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get to enjoy some things that most people can't. Yeah. Right. Like I get to travel certain ways. I get to do certain things. But when, when, like the crux of life, ultimately, we all got to we all going through the same thing. Well, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's funny as my kids, talk. my kids, are, uh, my oldest, who's well, not my oldest, my 17 year old Boston, who's very much like me. It's I got four kids, but there's two that just like they daddy. And uh, some days that's good. Um, some days my wife goes, she calls us the triplets, right? And sometimes my 70-year-old, he, he, he'll he say like me, he go, mm, mm, mm-hmm. And he finally said something. He, uh, I, was, uh, I was depositing a check for one of my businesses. And uh, I told him to hold this. I didn't say hold it to look at it, but hold it because I was reaching in the drive-through, and he looked at it. He goes, "Mm." "You be talking about we ain't got no money, right?" (laughs) (laughs) And I realized probably about a year and a half ago. I realized even even though I played as long as I played and saved my money, I still operate as if I'm broke. Yes, Lord. Hey, the worst thing, bro, I, my kids, I tell them all the time. And we were talking about being poor earlier. And I, I, I still believe that a lot of the values when, when we didn't have much are the reason why I am what I am today. Uh, You're parenting, parenting or living out of fear of what you experienced as a young bro, man. You don't want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> You just like, don't want to live that, above your means either. That's just exactly. That's, but you get, once you, you once that, you yeah. reach once you get to a certain point, right? You you don't want to go back to that because you start realizing how effed up it was in certain situations. Yeah, right. Like the naivety of being young and poor, and your it's parents. Bliss. It's, it's kind of bliss a little bit. It's bliss. Like yeah. Parents operating in this median that they've been in for so long that it's normal to them yeah and and that becomes your your normal and then you reach a certain level and you see different and you telling me i gotta go bro i gotta go back to south Baton rouge <laughs> with a one and a half bedroom house and share it with my sister and and my mama come in sometimes and be like do y'all want the lights or the water this month mm. like I don't want to go back to that. (laughs) I learned some valuable lessons from that, that, that helps me to your point, 
not get to the point where I'm like, man, I'm finna go splurge and be outlandish, but also like I don't want to go back. Yeah, I, I don't want to go back because I, I've, I've I've experienced things that you know that 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 lets me know that 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 is not as enjoyable as I thought it was. Yeah. But the lessons were those lessons were more valuable probably than anything I've learned since I attained a level of of, of wealth. The only uh, thing that I, I, I've that I have for me that's always been a place that I, you know, have money is wanting to see the world. Yeah. And taking my family with me to see it. Like, yep. that's one thing that I ha I personally have to be careful of because sometimes I'm always like, uh, that's a 16-hour that, flight. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Yep. But she's yep. like, that's not realistic. <laughs> right. And so it's like, because I have so much hunger to see the world because I know that there's so many people who haven't. Right. And I also right. know what I have learned and how my eyes have, like when I started traveling and, and investing, I found myself, this may be, a, this is TMI, I was using a bathroom in Israel and learned what, who Kimberly Clark was. Do you know who Kimberly Clark is? I don't think I know it was a manufacturer like paper products. Yes. Yeah. I'm Ex from I'm from North Carolina. Exactly. <laughs> right. But C-L-A-R-K-E. Yeah. I didn't know. So I text at the time, I washed my hands after I text my guy. Thank you. Appreciate you it. Nasty, I know. <laughs> I text my guy and was like, hey, we need to get some Kim Kimberly Clark stock. He's like, yeah. where'd that come from? Well, I didn't. Re I connected the dots. I was like, "Wow, I'm all the way in Israel, and they make stuff here. Wow!" And it just blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. It was so yeah. Nestle. Yeah, I mean, right? similar to what what Marcus was saying. Like, the yeah, big Kimberly Clark plant was up from uh, where I grew up in in Lexington. So that's that is one of those. Just like, learned something. One, that I didn't one, even know that. Yeah, that's one yeah. of the, that's one of the big employers. So you either go to that's Kimberly what, Clark, yeah. you either go to LFI, or you go to Dixie. And if you don't, go, yeah. and if you work in one of those those uh, factories, and if not, then you either on the streets yeah. or you yeah. hoping that you are gonna make it out. So like, yeah. yeah, but that just kind of ties into we all have our ignorance, right? The true essence of mm -hmm. ignorance, lack of knowledge. Yep. And some of the things that I've learned about myself, discovered about myself, have been in those times where I'm sitting either in a different country or somewhere on a trip by myself, asking myself, what did I learn? Yeah. Or what don't I know? And it's, and, yeah. and it's been a lot of times, it's a hell of a lot of stuff. I don't know. Baby, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just maturing <laughs> to that, bro. I swear to God, bro. I, I'm just maturing to, cause it, cause I, I, man, I'm fascinated with hearing you say that because I've just learned, um, how how much how important it is to like experience outside of the things that you know. Mm -hmm. Now we all act like we know what it feel like, right? We can read, and I'm I, I read. I just like as I've gotten older, I've started to read a lot more. Uh, was not a fan of reading growing up, um, but that's something from from a maturation that I've I've started to do because. I haven't had those experiences of going to a lot of places outside of the U.S., outside of the normal Jamaicas and mm -hmm. Cabo and all of that stuff. Um, but books have opened me up to the knowledge of those places. And now I'm like, man, I need to go see what I just read about. Yeah, that's I good. I need to go, you know, uh -huh. examine what I just read about. Um, I watched this documentary on Netflix called How on the Hall. Mm -hmm. And it's about the historical, like the 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 cuisine and the historical um, story of of black cooking and chefs and the origination of it. Mm. And um, man, this dude went to Sierra Leone. He went to and and just had those experiences. And I told my wife, I said, "Babe, we gotta we gotta we gotta do something different." Um, mm. And 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 fortunately, bro, we like we not like a lavish family. My kids are because they you know they look at all of that. But mm. we ain't. My one vice is shoes. I'm a buy shoes. I love tennis shoes. Yeah. That's like my one thing that I do. But I, to your point, man, like I, I envy well-traveled, well world-traveled people and not in a 
negative way. I just be, I be like, man, I gotta go there. Tell me why I need to go there. Cut to it, cut to it. Let's get down to it. Cut to it. Hey Gerard, where did you get that t-shirt? You mean this thing? Oh yes. I got it from cuttoitpodcast.com where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 Shop. But yeah, you can go on, buy you a t-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As much as you're traveling, like me, you know, going mm-hmm. get the, what is it, Afar, that book, I get that. I actually get that subscription to the house okay. and then I throw it in my bag. And so when I'm on the airplane, I'm just reading. Right, I see that, check it off, and then just try. I love travel books. I got this other book that someone gave me for my birthday a long time ago, and it tells you based on the month where to go. Ah. And so there's some places in there I'm like, I didn't even know. Right. But I love I it's not that I love to travel to brag. I talk about traveling a lot on here, is because I've learned so much about so many different things, and I've had to sit and look at myself and go, you didn't know that. Why, hey man, and why? Smitty, to your point, man, I just probably four months ago, I finished the autobiography of Malcolm X. Mm. And um, the, the the part in that book, to me, like of all the lessons that 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 were being taught in that book and, and listening to Malcolm X's journey and all of that, the trip to Mecca yeah. that changed his Change his perception yep. of the entire world, yep. right? And it's not something that's highlighted when we talk about Malcolm X. Absolutely, yep. they they don't talk about the shift and why the made. shift. They exactly that 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 was made about his 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 different connection to people of all nationalities and races. Yeah. Um. And, and man, when I got to that part and I thought about all of the things that had transpired leading up to that with what he went through with the nation of Islam and for him to for what he preached about white devils and the white man and all of the things that that was attributed to Malcolm X and one trip changed one journey. And he knew what he was going for, yep. but still to pray with people of different nationalities, skin color and realize like humanity is way bigger than what's going on in America. That's that's um, exactly 2000 and I think four or five, 2006, uh, growing up in L.A., someone mm-hmm. that that helped raise me was talking about L, uh, L.A. was primarily, uh, you know, obviously Latino. Mm-hmm. And they had billboards in my t- side of town where it was, in, you know, it was in English and Spanish. And I remember uh, someone saying, if you're in our country, you need to speak our language. And so I find myself, I went on a mission trip to uh, to Togo Lome, which is a French mm-hmm. colony. And on the way back, I got an opportunity to stop in Paris. And I had time, I had to go through all these all this stuff anyway. And I went to uh, Nigeria as well, which is a, a, a English colony. And so I had to do all this stuff to get my passport because I never had a passport. Didn't need one. Never thought I'd go anywhere. Yep. And and I remember that. So I was in uh, Paris and, you know, just a ninja. I'm, You know, what are you going to do? Let's go to the mall. Go to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm all the way in Paris and all I want to do is go to the mall. Yep. So I go, to, I'm trying to find out how to go to the mall. Have no idea how to get around. 
And so I try to talk to a few people and, you know, you speak French. No. And I'm looking at them. And I remember the individual who said it, who I respect to this day, said, and I replayed that individual's, it was my grandpa. My grandpa said, if you're in our country, you need to speak our language. And my grandpa had, in my head, my grandpa said, when you're in our country, you need to speak their language. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm in their country, and I have no idea how to speak their oh, language. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt so ashamed. And then I realized how small we are in America. We, we're, we're a financial powerhouse, but yet there's so many other countries, continents that have been around longer, longer than us. Yeah. And after that, I saw how ignorant I was, how I thought America was the standard. And ever since then, I've been wanting to see the world. Yeah, because man. I know I'm in their country and I don't speak their language. It's and I want to and I want to adapt. I know I barely I'm bare, I'm still figuring out this English thing. <laughs> but I I want to see and one of the biggest things when I was a kid, you know, growing up in LA reading Anne Frank. I want to see and I've been I've I I've been to Poland, but I want to see in Denmark the museum that they have of her house. House. Because of what I just remember, the oppression of what I remember of that as a kid, yeah. that's challenged me to see so many parts of the world and to take my family because I'm learning at 43 and 35 what the world looks like. But my kids are 7, 24, yeah. 21, and 17. They know exactly the way the world looks, and it's Let a me- lot different. Let me get this popping, man, because I gotta, yeah, I gotta get ready. Hey, so I tell, I tell, I, like my kids, man. Um, it, speaking of knowledge and people that I talk to, um, you know, when and and I'm not an excuses guy. I understand that things happen, circumstances happen that you can't get stuff done. But I tell my kids all the time, man, and, and uh, hopefully it, it registers to them as they get older and older and listening and talking to you guys, which has been amazing, bro. I tell people all the time, Nelson Mandela spent two decades in prison and became president. Mm. Why can't you do what you're trying to do? Mm. That's real. Right. Like, and, and that's the example that I use when I'm even in my head about like, damn, I'm tired, man. I can't, yeah. like, I just need to, I need to take a couple of days off. Bro, Mandela spent two decades mm. digging rocks right. and became the president and ended apartheid. Right. Yep. I was going to say, then the reason why behind it, too. Yeah. But, exactly. I mean, we know exactly. we got to let you go, man. You, we know you got to get ready for NFL Live, man. Hey, make sure you go check out Marcus M. Spears 96 on Twitter, at M. Spear 96 on Instagram. Brother, it's been a pleasure having it's you on, It's been awesome. Man. Hey, tell Appreciate tell it. Mina and, and Dan, I actually respect them. Done deal. I, I really do. And, uh, All right. And, and I, tell Willie, t- hey, tell, tell yeah. Willie Mack, when we get the end for Nationals in volleyball with our daughters, don't be walking around because he no long beach good. Yeah. All right, tell him that. And 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 and, and, and uh, smack Ryan upside the head for me. I got you. <laughs> Appreciate you, All right, brother. brother. All right, man. All right. All right. See you. Peace. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent, and most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Senior. I'm Gerard Littlejohn, and this is cut to it. Cut to it with Steve Smith Sr., that is me, is a production of Cut To It LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut To It, executive producer Steve Smith Sr., co-host Gerard Littlejohn, talent and booking manager Joe Fushi. Social media team, Wesley Robinson and John Show from Balto Creative Media. Cut to it is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter with production assistance by Alex Lebrecht. Production coordinator, Taylor Robinson. Theme music by Alex Johnson. Lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton.
we're about to let you know it's on at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.